Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. What's up, everybody? God bless you, and welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, John Ryan Kane, too. This is the show that brings you leadership tips for ministry leaders, business leaders, entrepreneurs, people who have been where you are, people who are currently where you are trying to get to. We bring them in for interviews and we get some insight from them and their life experiences. And uh, this morning on the show, or today on the show, we are uh, talking to a pastor from Wisconsin. His name is uh, Gary Bazinski. And this is the very first time that I'm, I'm, I'm meeting Pastor Gary. I reached out to, uh, to some pastors um, who would be interested on, on being interviewed. This is Pastor's Appreciation Month. Um, now, you know, you might be listening to this when it's not Pastor Appreciation Month, but currently right now it's, it's, uh, October, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. And like I did last year, I wanted to talk, uh, to, to some pastors and, and just get their, uh, their insight on to how, you know, they've been able to manage a, a, a church during 2020. So 2020 has obviously been one of the craziest years for, for a lot of people, a lot of leaders, uh, pastors included. And so I wanted to reach out to to a pastor, talk to him, ask him some questions, and hopefully uh, you could get a little bit of of, uh, of an idea of what goes on in the life and in the, in the mind of a pastor. Um, and so that's, that's what we're going to be doing here today. First, I wanted to obviously ask you, for a rating or a review. If you enjoy this show, I would love it if you would just go and leave a rating or review a five-star, beautiful, you know, shiny rating and a uh, a Raven review. That would be great. Uh, my birthday just passed, October 14th. I turned 31. I give thanks to God for another year of life. If you want to give me a birthday present, that is what you can give me. So uh, go over to your uh, your podcast app and leave a rating or a review. I'd really, really appreciate it. So, okay, we're going to go ahead and get into this conversation. I, I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that it blesses you. And, you know, if you're looking to uh, uh, maybe be on the show, uh, if you have someone who you think would be great to be on the show, if you have a, speci a specific topic in mind uh, you'd like to hear discussed on the show, please reach out to me. John Ryan at leadingpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you. John Ryan at leadingpodcast.com. Okay, let's get into today's show. Um, so in honor of Pastors Appreciation Month, uh, I wanted to talk to a fellow pastor to kind of get some insight um, on the role of a pastor during this, this season that I'm calling the 2020 Anomaly. Um, you know, during this time, pastors have had to make very difficult decisions, um, choose to either give in or not to give in to political stances and issues, uh, and then perhaps deal with serious division in their church. And while we can't speak for every pastor, the goal of this conversation today is to highlight some of these struggles pastors have had to face this year. And so I am pleased to welcome Gar Pastor Gary uh, Bazinski. Is that, is that right? Absolutely, you nailed nice. it. Nice, nice, awesome. First try. Uh, from he's from Wisconsin, and uh, this is our 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 first time meeting. Uh, it's good to meet you, uh, Pastor Gary. 
Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This should be a good conversation. I know there's a lot to talk about, especially this year when it comes to being a pastor and ministry and all that stuff. So um, why don't you just give a little bit of insight as, as to who you are, you know, what you, what you do, all that, all that stuff. All sure. That stuff. Definitely. Yeah. As you said, I pastor in Wisconsin about 35, 40 minutes north of Madison okay. uh, in a city called Baraboo. Um, it's actually where the circus started. So oh, very like cool. Ringling Brothers, that kind of stuff. And hey, well, so thank you. That's what, that's what we're known for. <laughs> so, um, so that's the area we're in. It's really pretty woodsy kind of area. Nice. Um, Wisconsin Dells is a big resort area. It's a you know, world's largest water park and all that kind of stuff. So we get lots of visitors and people traveling to our area and that kind of thing. Um, and so we've been here for about three years. Uh, and the only other thing that I do other than pastoring my own church is I got hired by a company called Corporate Chaplains of America. And they provide chaplains for businesses and things like that. And so uh, that's kind of why I'm a little extra dressed up today. I'm normally not in a dress shirt and sweater, but I, uh, I did my chaplain rounds for the uh, grocery store called Festival of Foods up here. Okay. And so I'd go in there once a week or so and just walk around in case life happens. Mm -hmm. They've got somebody to reach out to. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a little more dressed up than normal. And so, but no, we're, we're enjoying life and trying to get through it like everybody else. Yeah, for sure. How, how long have you been pastoring? Um, at different places, 11, almost 12 years. Okay. Oh, wow. So we, I've done like the youth pastor, young yeah. adult stuff. Sure. Um, I've done like a church plant, um, okay. done associate kind of stuff. And now I'm a lead pastor. Awesome. Well, cool. Um, we, uh, we kind of, uh, I guess got associated on, on the, this, uh, group that we're both a part of. Um, Assemblies of God Ministers under 40. So I know that you're under 40 years old. Um, and uh, you've been, you've been, my pastoring. hairline doesn't show it. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, how's this year been for you, man? Uh, just, you know, as, as a pastor specifically. Sure. So for us, like, we started the year out excited because we we're about to go through, like, I'm at a mm -hmm. revitalization. So we we're about to go through a name change. We did all this stuff wow. in the fall just full bore and then what march hit mm -hmm. and just right everything just stops right sure. um and so it's definitely been a year of the unknown mm -hmm. you know you just never know what tomorrow's gonna bring you never know what next week is gonna look like next month the next season um it's just been one of those really odd times to where you know at least for me as pastors a lot of times we try to plan ahead Here's what the fall is going to try to look like. Here's what we're going to try to preach on topics, all this different stuff. Yeah. And it's just been one of those years that you just, you burn all your plans because you yeah. don't know what's going to yeah. happen next. Yeah. That's, that's funny that you say that because we, we went through the same thing. <clears throat> like, uh, we had, we had a vision 2020, uh, Sunday on like the end of December. We, uh, <clears throat> we unleashed some, some plans, some, some renovation plans that we had set for, for our church. We were also changing our name, and, and, and we, we did. Um, we were planning a huge relaunch service that we ended up having to kind of do online, which, you know, it was <laughs> not ideal, um, but, but it is what it is. So I can, I can relate to, uh, to a lot uh, there. So I, I do want to ask uh, this question, and, and you might have already answered it but um 
if you could summarize 2020 in, in one year, what would that word be? Maybe just on the unknown. Okay. Um, really just, we had, you have no, we had no idea how this was going to play out, right? 15 days turned to 45 and every day something is different. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we know that we're not any different than anybody else's. I guess that's one of the nice things about ministry and churches and everything that I guess we're just dealing with as a whole, as, as a country, as a world with COVID is that no person is in this alone. Yeah. And we're all kind of facing a lot of the same struggles, a lot of the same things. Um, but for, at least for me, that was like, just, we had no idea what to expect every day. What's it going to look like? Right. Um, is it going to stop? When is it going to stop? What's going to be the next thing that drops? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> We had murder hornets. And, I mean, you know, it, just, <laughs> it became a, a running meme. Yeah. But then when you deal with people, especially in ministry, um, it was it's hard to try to give people hope when sure. you yourself are kind of going. I have yeah. no idea what to give you because I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Sure. Yeah, and that's that's really frustrating for for pastors, right? Because a lot of people, uh, or, or leaders just in general. People come to to you as 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 the leader, as the pastor of this church, and they have questions for you, like when when are services going to start back up? That was one of the questions that uh, a new family had asked me. They had sent me a message via Facebook, and they had just started coming to our church, and to see a, a new family start coming to your church and then having to stop having services, that's really that's really tough, you know. I. The way that I think of it is, you know, the church is like a nurturing mother to these new believers. Like they need, they need that face-to-face interaction. Um, and I was kind of heartbroken when I had to tell them, like, I, man, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an answer for you. And I think that was very frustrating, just kind of having to cancel plans. And, and you're, looking, you're looking at next month's calendar and you're thinking, okay, well, maybe we can get to, maybe we can get to, uh, you know, June and do this activity that we had planned for, you know, since last last year and then you're just kind of playing you know week by week day by day and that's really frustrating as a, as a pastor yeah absolutely pastors leaders business owners i mean we're all kind of the same boat of saying we don't know what to tell people in our congregation employees everything mm-hmm. they're just that unknown is just one of the hardest really things that people are dealing with not just Adults, we need to think about the jobs and careers and everything else, but kids and schools and they want to know too. They want security. They want to know what's going on and what's taking place. And Hey, they want answers and they're looking for parents for answers and then parents don't know how to go to give them. And um, then they're looking for other people for answers and pastor, help me try to explain this. And then you're going, I don't know what to tell you because we don't have answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so have, have you kept, have you been able to, uh, I guess, keep your spiritual sanity? Um, because I know it's been a tough year for leaders, definitely been a tough year for pastors, especially early on. Um, how have you been kind of dealing with that just emotionally, spiritually, all that stuff? Yeah, I think in the beginning, um, I think everybody was okay in the beginning because we all were like, okay, it's a couple weeks, right? When the president gets on, it's like 15 days of slow spread. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay. We can all go a couple weeks without church. Our kids can go a couple weeks without school. We're okay. Then 45 days. And I think even then, I think people are like, okay, hey, 
let's use this for the better. Let's let's learn a game. Let's start working out. Let's, you know, we can make this, make it through this. And then it started to turn that corner where people just, now what? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially spiritually for us as, as the church, I really believe, man, we're here to bring hope and life to people and, and to help them and nurture them and help them walk them through all the other struggles. And then to not to feel like you're not able to do the job that you want to do um because as much as zoom is great um it just isn't the same as meeting face to face with somebody you know i'm sitting on one of our couches in our lobby and this is the same place i would have face-to-face conversations with people Mm -hmm. and it's just not the same as as a screen and so yeah it's difficult um it kind of goes you know it makes you go back to your roots the foundations of spending time in the word spending time in prayer turning on worship music turning off the tv and video games for the kids and just kind of going back to honest what you tell christians 101 you spend some time in scripture and you know just little things get a get a bible reading plan do something you know and um yeah we kind of at least as pastors we had to make sure that our our personal walk with the Lord wasn't based on just sermon prep and, <laughs> you know, it kind of, kind of put a lot of people to the test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really, that's really good that you say that because that, that really was a test. Like dur- those, those months of just not being able to meet, um, you know, parents had to kind of step up, you know, where, where normally, and I, I'm not speaking, I don't want to speak for anyone specifically, but uh, you know, sometimes it's easier just, to you know go to sunday everybody goes their way you you go to children's church or whatever it is and 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 you get fed from from your leaders and then we all go home and then we just we're a family we don't really do much of of that church stuff right and so this was really a a season where families had to come together uh uh, fathers had to really step up as a priest of their home and uh you know really educate the family educate their 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 children um on, on, on scripture because a lot of kids were not, and there's a lot of churches still that aren't doing, you know, children's, you know, children's ministry. We're just start, we just started this past Sunday meeting face to face with our, with our kids group. Um, and so there's, there was a lot of things that, uh, you know, us as pastors really had to encourage, you know, fathers and mothers, right? Yeah. Um, And it was, yeah. I mean, it's, it was the first time, I mean, I grew up in church. Uh, I didn't always like it, (laughs) but, uh, it was, it was the first time that I wasn't in a physical church building on Sundays for that long of a period of time in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it, it, you know, it was the good thing, at least as, as pastors, we got to see also uh, the need for our churches. Um, but also, yeah. as you said, okay, this is what it's like for other parents. Mm-hmm. Like we just became a normal person who didn't have church. And yeah, we were, you know, at least for us, we were doing stuff on Facebook Live and all, you know, like so many others. Yeah. But it did kind of still bring it back down to, hey, I can't make, you know, make sure I have to make sure that my kids' spiritual life is on my shoulders. It's mm-hmm. not on the children's pastor's shoulders. Sure. Yeah. And even as a pastor, I had to make sure that, hey, this is on me. I'm not pastor. I'm dad. Yeah. And um, sometimes we can forget about those roles. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, every pastor that I talked to, you know, just this this whole year since everything started, um, they had all said that 
they had gotten busier, you know, which is, which is crazy because, you know, most churches were not meeting, um, but yet we got, we got more active because we had to really just pour into social media, you know, making sure that people aren't leaving, you know, the church and, and we're, we're staying engaged and we're still feeding, you know, just with a different method. Um, and so I was encouraged by, by what I saw, like a lot of churches really step up, come together and, and, and just show, really show the social world, you know, especially on Sunday. I mean, we brought, we brought church to, to Facebook, you know, and, uh, it was really encouraging to see. Um, and then obviously, you know, come like July, you know, August, then everything kind of took a, a, a really bad sour kind of political term. We'll, we'll get there in a second. Um, but I did want to ask you, um, this question, you know, there's, there's people who very often in our, in our organizations, they have very strong opinions, right. On a lot of issues. And sometimes we, as pastors, we make decisions based on our own personal, uh, personal convictions. Um, or we make decisions that we feel like it's going to benefit the majority of the church, right? They're not, ne we're not necessarily doing it because of what, you know, what we want to do. And so when this happens, sometimes, uh, division is created and early on, it, you know, this year, many people had very strong convictions on whether, you know, to just, just on the very fact of whether you should do church online or whether you should just stay in person. And so there's a lot of church churches that lost members because of the decisions that their pastors made, Re, you know, so regardless of what that decision was. So how would you say, because there's, this is not going to be the, the first time that this, this happens in a pastor's career, right? How should pastors deal with having to make uh, what is potentially a very de decisive, uh, I'm sorry, divisive decision? Uh, yeah, I mean, those are huge. I mean, the decisions we are making, um, depending on the state, right, it changes a little bit. Um, but for most people, March hit and it was kind of out of our control. I mean, yeah. I know pastors in our area that kind of bucked the system. And we're mm -hmm. just, we're going to risk it. Now, granted, they were smaller than us. And, and so that, I think that helps a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for me, when you're making really, really big decisions is you got to get other people's advice. Sure. Uh, for me, you having a leadership team, having a staff, walking through it, being brutally honest with each other, trying to see good and bad sides to it. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Um, a lot of it. Patience. You know, if you're trying to make a decision, um, don't start trying to make that decision two hours before you need to announce it. Mm -hmm. You know, just take some time and say, hey, we got to announce we're going to have church on Sunday. We got to do it by Thursday. Mm -hmm. Don't get together Thursday afternoon start that conversation Monday, um, yeah. you know, and just really work through that thing. And then honestly, I think the last thing that every pastor or leader just needs to make sure they have when they're making really tough decisions like this is uh, be confident. You know, whatever decision you make, man, stick with it, be confident, be able to do it, do that to where whatever they decide, however you do it, explain yourself. Here's yeah. why I did what I did. That's good. Yeah. Here's why I'm able to stand by it. And even if you're able to admit, hey, it's not the there's it's not the best solution I have. I don't know. It's the best thing I got. I know it's not perfect. Sure. I I'm not happy with it. But here's what we're stuck with having to do. And just yeah, honesty's honesty sometimes I think can really go a long way, mm -hmm. even if we're not you know um, 
even if we're not completely satisfied with whatever decision we have to make, yeah. we're able to say, this is the one we're making. Right. You know, that's, that's a really good point to uh, just draw attention to, because I think a lot of times people, they expect the perfect plan, right? Um, and, and there's no such thing. And sometimes that's, that's a hard, that's the most frustrating part about leadership, right? You have to, you have to choose between, you know, two options and both of them are terrible. You know, you're looking at them and you're like, seriously, like, this is what we, this is what we have. And there's so yeah. many holes in different ones. You just have to choose the one with less holes. Right. Um, it's, it's, well, at least this year, <laughs> it's really the way it seemed. Yeah. Or seems still. Yeah. And, and so I think, I think that's a really, uh, a really solid point. And I think, uh, we just need to be, and even, even, even us, you know, um, for our leaders, for our local leaders, for our city leaders, all that stuff. I mean, we, we, we understand because we're in leadership that there is no perfect plan. And most people, maybe not everybody, but, but most people are trying to do their best, right? Yeah. Whether we believe that their best is really that good, you know, that might, that's going to depend on, on different people, but I think it's helpful to at least let people know, Hey, we're, we're just regular people trying to do our absolute best. Absolutely. Not everybody's going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not easy, you know, but understanding that, Hey, we're pastors. We are not perfect people. You know, (laughs) we may preach about Jesus, but we're not Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) And just there's sometimes we just don't have all the answers. Well, pastor, if you make this decision, what's going to happen? I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know what's going to happen, you know, and just that though. And that's hard sometimes, you know, but being able to take that time to walk through and just be confident in yourself. I, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it as pastors boils down to, you know, God put us in a place in a position for a reason. It kind of goes back to our calling. Like you're, we are all here in the churches we lead or churches we're on staff with for a reason. Mm -hmm. And um, we were put in this season for a reason. Believe in yourself and believe in the calling and the abilities that God has given you and believe that what the Holy Spirit is guiding you to do, mm-hmm. be confident that you are listening to what God is calling you to do. Sure, yeah. Um, so you said, you said have a, you also mentioned to uh, have, a, have a good staff, good, have a, a good leadership. You know, I think this is a, a mistake that a lot of leaders make, a lot of pastors make. Um, is that they go through these things alone. They feel like, well, all of the weight is on, is on me. And, um, you know, maybe the final decision is, but we can distribute some of that weight by just asking some of the people that we trust, some of the people that we admire, um, what do you think about this? You know, maybe I'm not looking uh, at, at, at this from the right angle, or maybe you're looking at it from a different angle. You know, let, let's, let's talk about this. And then once you get to that, to that point of it's decision time, like you said, uh, be confident. And this kind of goes, this kind of ties back to the, you know, having to choose between two terrible options. It's hard to be confident in a, in an options that that's not great, but sometimes you have to, right. You, you just have, you have to stick to your guns. Um, you know, I would, I'd almost say it's not just confident in the decision, but your confidence in the process of coming to that decision. Of understanding yes. that you did approach your leadership team or your staff or whoever that looks and say, hey, we did have these conversations. We do have a 14 text page like trying to figure this out. We did sit on Skype and try to go, hey, how are we going to approach this week? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that 
this was that was one of the odd things about this is when this hit pastors felt alone because we had people who would normally run sound and normally run all this stuff that were like I'm, I'm backing off i don't feel comfortable like yeah. you're like well now what am i supposed to do you know yeah. so yeah it's it's tough a lot of times for on people yeah and it's it seems like so many things have happened this year right and and you know COVID is still it's still there it's still real but i, I don't think it's as much at least down here in Texas, it's not as much on the on the, the forefront of people's minds. Um, right now, I think there's a huge political divide, um, and and you know we can probably attest to that just to, to what we see on Facebook. You know, yeah. Uh, even even among even among you know leader like religious leaders, ministry leaders. Um, I don't. I'm going to ask the question, but I I don't feel like. Uh, I feel like I already know what the answer is, but do you do you see that that political divide within you know the evangelical church? Absolutely, you know, um, I, as you, you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, we started to see this divide within our nation happen over the summer um, between what happened up in Minneapolis and then what happened in Milwaukee and different mm -hmm. places, and just um, we started to see the separation and yeah. the church is 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 in the middle of it. Yeah. And whether we like it or not, there is a divide in church. There's a divide within leaders. Um, and as pastors, we are trying to take people that are over here and bring them this way. And we're trying to take people over here and bring them this way. Mm -hmm. All while while trying to keep the peace. Yeah. yeah. Well, and how do we do that? <laughs> Any advice? <laughs> Patience? I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's tough. And it, it really is. You know, a lot of times I think it's just smart not to say anything, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's just, and it's trying to, you know, even when all this went down and we reopened back up, I, I've brought up COVID to our congregation just a couple times. One of the governor did some mandates in the counter and in the sense of, listen, no, I don't care what you do or what they do. Don't look sideways at them for believing something, something, and don't look sideways at that person for something, you know, just. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have to love each other through this. Yeah, yeah. And I think so much that's kind of forgotten. Yeah. In the midst of political divide, we forget that there's people involved in this thing. Sure. And they're real human beings. Yeah. And we look on TV and we see riots and we see this. We have to understand those are real business owners that are uh, real people have built that business who have worked their butts off. Those mm -hmm. are real cops. And then there's real people who are taking their lives and leaving their homes to, because they're asked to do it. So they're doing it. And then there's real anger in the people. Like, yeah. and there's real things going on and there's real frustrations and there's real heartache and yeah. real yeah. tragedy. And we're dealing with imperfect, messed up people. Cause we all are, we've all fallen short. Sure. And so um, it is a really, it's been a really complicated year, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In so many ways. And, and what complicates things, too, is just like social pressure. Um, you know, pastors feel like, because everybody is saying something right now, they have to say something. But if they say something, they're like forced to choose a side, right? And it's like, well, I don't. But then if you're silent, then you're not speaking up, right? 
And so there's there's a there's just a lot of pressure there, and 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 uh, I think you know pastors obviously they need to be honest with themselves. They 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 need to be them, right? You you need to you need to be you. You need to be who God created you to be, um, and you know obviously view things from the framework of, of scripture more than anything else, you know, more than your political worldview, more, more than your social cultural worldview, you know, the political framework has to be the, the, the most important thing. Um, but that's just another one of those things that pastors are just dealing with right now because they have a platform, people are waiting, okay, are you going to speak on this issue that I feel like you should speak on, you know? Um, and if, if you don't, then I don't know if I'm coming back next Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you say the wrong thing, I'm not coming back. Exactly. And if you say phrased wrong or misunderstood or you say, and it's just, it is, yeah, it can get really tough and mm -hmm. it is really nerve wracking. Let's just put it out there to be sitting in front of a couple hundred people and know that if you, if you say something not quite right, this person over here is not going to be happy. Right. And if you don't say something else, this person over here isn't going to be happy. And they both could leave depending on what you say and what you don't say. Mm -hmm. And you love them both. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you want them to love each other both. And it is our culture has kind of pitted us against each other, unfortunately, I think. Yeah. And you're right. As pastors, we all a lot, not everybody, but most pastors, we have that care and that compassion in our hearts. And so we're trying to fix things. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of sometimes in our nature. Well, well, if I just get these people together, I can solve everything. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you have a church of 10 people or 10,000, like we're not going to be able to do that. But there's definitely that pressure of, yeah. well, this pastor said something. No, I got to say something. And this pastor says something. I got to say something. And you're checking different churches in your cities. Like, okay, what are they saying on their Facebook page? And what are they saying on their Facebook page? Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. What is this pastor saying? And it's just like, well, should I say something? Oh, I like what that person said. And I like what that person said. And how do I say it? Then you're talking to your leadership team and you're pointing things out and they're saying, well, you should say this. And you're like, and then the other, <laughs> and then, you know, if the person who wasn't at the leadership meeting, if they would talk, they'd probably say something else. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Um, and we're, we're not even at the, at the tipping point yet. Right. I mean, we're, we're still, we're climbing up there, you know, uh, no, November 3rd gets closer and closer and closer. And as it, as it approaches, you know, and the world waits for these, you know, the, the results of this very hyper political election, um, what would you say the role of the past of a pastor should be right now? Right now? The, I think the biggest thing for me is to get our people to make sure that they are treating other people the right way. No matter what their views are, man, your job is to bring hope, is to bring love. You bring joy into a situation. You bring care and compassion into the situation. You bring peace. I mean, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, mm -hmm. patience. You just run through the line. That's what God has called us to do. Yeah. Um, you bring those qualities, those traits into situations. Mm -hmm. um, we can all have really and be really passionate about our political views. And honestly, like, I think it's good for Christians to be passionate about their views. They should be passionate about yeah. their views yeah. and they should be able to articulate them and talk through them and walk through them, especially when people ask in a kind, 
generous, like loving way. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think God has called anybody to be just completely passive and like, well, I don't believe, have any views on anything. I just love right. Jesus. Yeah. No, like we should have views. Like that's an important thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, but especially now it's in a hyper political area where man i'm in a i'm in a democrat run state with the democrat run city leadership and county leadership but it's in a conservative city if you if you mm -hmm. can figure that one out oh yeah that's, um, how, that's how that's how texas is with houston <laughs> sure yeah and so it is it's trying to balance it because we do we have people on both sides of the aisle um, and it was interesting. I was just scrolling through social media today. Um, and one of our pastors just said, Hey, I essentially said somebody from one side of the aisle could still be a Christian. And he said the side of the aisle and they, and somebody else left because he made that statement. He was like, it was one of our largest givers. And it's just like, that's, that shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but it, it speaks to where we're at. And it's like, Hey, if we can't show God's love, his grace, his mercy, his kindness in this season, who are we as a church? Like yeah. as Christians, as individuals, I think it kind of comes back to ourselves. Mm -hmm. and as pastors, it's let's just challenge our own people. And let's make sure we're doing it ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Not to go that political route or say you have to vote this way, you have to vote this way. Um, mm -hmm. We just, we need to make sure we are showing Christ not not a political party sure that's that's good that's that's really what it boils down to is you know keeping it christ-centric you know that's what our job our jobs as a pastor is to um preach the gospel it's to uh it's to bring people to christ it's to people you know to show christ it's to educate people on 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 his word um and you know if you think about like in a physical sense like an actual shepherd like a pastor with this with this sheep right if, if all the sheep are doing are just fighting and, and, and yelling at each other or, or banging at each, at each other, you know, and it just uncontrollably and like, there's no love there. And it's just so divisive. And, you know, and the pattern, the pastor, the shepherd is on, you know, one side of the aisle and, and he's yelling at the other sheep, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that can't happen. You know, that the pastor, the shepherd should say, Hey, look, I know we all have our, 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 our beliefs, our, 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 our opinions um, but let, let's just look, let's look what the Bible says, right? Let's look what the Bible says. Let's look at what the word says. Let's look at, you know, what Jesus has said and, and let's focus on that. And, and maybe, maybe some of us will, will change either their perspective or, or they won't. And they'll, they'll still keep their, you know, in, interpretations or whatever it is. But our focus is, Hey, we, we want to, you know, uh, love the Lord, our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. That is, that is that is what it means to be a, a Christian, Christian, right? Yeah. And, and to, to be, be passionate about all the things, you know, that that um, that God's heart is after, right? You said it very, very, um, very well. You know, it's it's okay for us to be passionate. Uh, we should be passionate about, you know, our our politics. And I, I am, you know, I am. Um, and I think many of us are, but uh, we have lost the art of having a good you know, dialogue and, uh, you know, what, what is it? First, first Peter three, three fifteen. you know, tells us to be able to defend 
um, the things that we believe, but it adds a caveat that we always forget about, but do this with, uh, with gentleness and, and, and kindness. Um, it's something that we always forget about. We just, we just fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's sad that what I've seen is that I've seen so many believers and, and, and Christians kind of get out of different realms of life. Um, or at least the church has kind of said that it's a bad area. Mm-hmm. And I look at it as like, man, we should be more passionate. Like our political climate should show us that we need more Christians in politics, not mm-hmm. less. Like, oh, yeah. it's like, no, no, no. We need more godly people who are passionate about truth and compassion in politics so they can bring light into situations that there's just maybe not enough light in. And mm-hmm. instead of complaining about all of our choices, let's yeah. do something about it people yeah like, yeah Amen. you know and yeah let's uh, granted we live in a really good country like we have a really amazing faults let's face it like our country is far from perfect um but we should i think anybody should be proud of where they live like anywhere right? i don't care if you're australian america wherever like we should be proud of like where you live and so i don't think it's bad for people to say hey i'm proud of america i'm proud of our values i'm proud of freedoms and 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 being passionate about all those things. But as mm-hmm. believers, let's be Christians and then let's be Americans. And yeah. um, let's, let's go that route rather than sometimes it can get the other way around. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Um, so I want to, I want to ask you some, some personal questions here. Not, not like super per- personal, but like personal as it pertains to you as a, as a pastor. Um, because again, this is, Pastors Appreciation Month, and, and we want to uh, we want to appreciate our pastors. We want to uh, you know say thank you. We the goal of this podcast is really for people to you know just he- hear what goes on in the mind and the heart of a of a pastor um, because uh, a lot of times I don't know you know people might have a different perception of their of their pastor, but truthfully we're just just regular people with the same you know same struggles. We all struggle. Uh, we have our our faults. We are not super Christians, you know. Um, we're doing the best that we can, and so I think I think it's helpful for people to understand the role of a of a pastor at the very least. Um, so, first question here that I have for you is is what what frustrates you most about being a pastor? And you might have, have several. several. <laughs> Go sure, ahead and frustrates the most. Um. Maybe you hate to say it, but it's probably the thing that brings most life to it. People, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's this sense of, I think people don't quite sometimes understand how much emotion and effort that so many pastors put into a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I was, I was listening to somebody and somebody's asking me the other day, like, Hey, well, how much time does it take to prepare a sermon? Maybe five, six hours. I was like, actually, they tell like, you know, I was, I was, I told them what another pastor told me, and they go, listen, I spend anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour of sermon prep for every minute I preach, mm-hmm. and they looked at me like, what? I'm like, they go, that's like, you know, they go, so thirty five minutes is up to thirty five hours a week. I'm like, mm-hmm. They're like, and they just mouth just dropped because they they just assumed it was a quick afternoon. <laughs> and it was done, you know. It's like you spend the rest. I don't know what you do the rest of your time, but like, <laughs> yeah. 
But most pastors pour so much into making a Sunday morning happen from cleaning to sermon prep to just pouring into um, their their congregation and serving and thought thinking through and man, what do my people need to hear? And the 16 year old that's going to hear it and the mm. single mom and the retired trucker and the 86 year old great grandma. I mean, all those ranges of life. I mean, we spend so much time pouring in uh, to people just so that we can do our best for a 35 minute sermon. So they can mm -hmm. try to get something out of it so they can feel encouraged and challenged and, and so much. Um, and that's just what goes into a Sunday. <laughs> a Sunday. Yeah. Right. Just a Sunday. And a lot of people just don't really. And granted, because they're not here. Sure. Um, they didn't go to school. They didn't do all these things um, that they just didn't quite know. And so um, most people don't see that. Mm -hmm. You know, and they go, oh, call this and call this and do this. And they ask you to do all these things. And a lot of times you go, well, I can empower you to do that. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of. You know, and so, yeah, sometimes that can be the most, they just don't quite see all that it, all that goes into yeah. just making something happen yeah. on a Sunday morning. So it, it sounds like, you know, obviously the root of it is people, but uh, it, it sounds like on the surface there, it's, it's uh, maybe lack of appreciation, um, which is, which is why October, you know, happens, <laughs> you know, so that we can appreciate. But I, I think that's, I think most pastors would probably say something uh, along those lines is that, you know, and, and it's not like pastors are saying like, look at me, look at me, give me all this credit. It's just, you know, there is a lot of emotional uh, drainage, spiritual drainage, and all of that affects physical drainage, you know, that goes into just, just the role of being a pastor. And it's helpful for, it's helpful for us. It's encouraging for us when, when people take note of that and say, Hey, you know, we, we see what you're doing. We see your hard work um, and, and, and we appreciate you. Sometimes those words mean everything, you know, to a pastor. Just, hey, I appreciate oh, you. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, I think a lot of people sometimes too think pastors like our biggest concern is our sermon prep and we just want to look good on, on stage and this and that. In all reality, we're just so stressed out that everybody showed up to work in preschool. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, there's so many other things that are going through our head and, and our minds throughout the week than just sermon prep. Like we really do care about everybody that that's in our, in our churches. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, and even, even the great pastors have great teams and I've worked with great staffs and, and everything else. And you never want to sound too negative, you know, but it's like, cause people do really do at times throughout the year, appreciate pastors and mm -hmm. birthday gifts oh, and, yeah. and things along those kind of lines. And sometimes there's a lot of say perks, but it's nice. You know, people are like, man, pastor, you did a great job. And um, it's just sometimes the time commitment, like, you know, yeah. And so it's just, mm -hmm. it's not an eight to five or nine mm -hmm. to five, however you want to look at it. Um, there's times throughout the week and it's just, it's a calling. That is for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So that's a, that's a good one. And I think that speaks, you know, for, for many, many pastors, it's just, you know, a little bit of appreciation. Um, now, like you said, you just mentioned it's, it's not all negative and I want to I want to twist it now. You know, what do you love most about being a pastor? I think, and, and before you answer, I think most people, most pastors love being a pastor more than 
you know, what frustrates him about being a pastor. Because if it, if, if it were the other way around, then you just wouldn't have any pastors. Um, so there's a lot to love about, you know, being a pastor. Uh, what are some of those things that, that you love about it? Uh, it's that to me is so easy. Um, I love seeing people find like their purpose in life. When you see somebody, whether, I mean, it's 16 year old finding what they want to do with a career or finding, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who is 62 and for years they've just been told, man, you're just here just to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. And um, to find people who find true joy, finding their purpose and like, finally, like, this is what I was supposed to do my whole life. This is what makes me happy. This is so amazing to see God use me in this way. Um, that's, that's what drives so much of what I do. And that's so fun to see, um, to see people love serving the Lord, see kids excited coming, um, people excited that, that keeps me coming back every week. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's easy. Yeah. Pastors are, are, are helping shape spiritual lives, right? And that that is just so, it's so rewarding when you see the fruit of 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 your your labor. You know, and that might take years of of preaching, um, teaching, right? Discipling, disciplining, you know. But but you you start to see a mold, and you start to see people grow, and that's. Um, that's probably my favorite as well. Just seeing people grow and, and stepping, stepping into their calling and all that stuff. Um, that's, that's always really rewarding. Yeah, that's, and there's nothing quite like it. I mean, even if they're not directly involved in your church, I was just talking to somebody the other day and she's now a chaplain in like the military and we just started chatting away on Facebook and it's just like, man, we haven't talked in like a couple of years and you were on staff with me years ago as a children's pastor and right coming out of school. And it's like, Oh, you know, we just, started talking about all the things that we dealt with as a staff together and walked through and I helped her walk through. I was like, you know, and just to see her come to fruition and see what God is doing in her life. It was just this. Mm-hmm. It's like, that makes it all worth it. It's just yeah. to see God use people and go, man, I had a little bit to do with like how excited you are about life. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last question here for you. Um, what What do you wish that your congregation understood about what it means to be a pastor? Like, if there was one thing that you just really like, I, I just I, I just wish you understood this. Um, and it might go it might go back to the first question that I that I asked you. But uh, uh, what do you, what do you think about this? One thing they understood, I would say, um, I guess. It's tough because my congregation is pretty good at it right now, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of them aren't as we've talked about is we're just people. We are flawed people and we're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. I get it. We're on stage every week. We're preaching about scripture and Bible, but just because we preach it every Sunday doesn't mean we are perfect to following it Monday through Saturday. Yeah, We do our best. We should obviously as a leader lead by example and do our best to be the husband and the father we're called to be and and things like that. Um, But I think for a lot of pastors, and maybe I'm just kind of speaking to other pastors and other congregations, but um, I think a lot of times pastors sometimes can be held up on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And then we are afraid to be just brutally honest about here's what I'm dealing with this week. Yeah. And if we don't have a space space to be honest, just like everybody else does, we, it is harder and harder than to deal with that issue. And then that issue just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
when congregations and pastors, when and the congregation is able to treat a pastor as a real person, as a flawed person, he's going to mess up. Um, and he's able to be, and they're able to be okay with that without the threat of him losing his job. And he's able to go to the board and just, guys, this is what I'm dealing with. This is, my marriage is struggling right now, man. I'm just, you know, I'm stressed and all the things that we deal with this year, like mm -hmm. um, we have real emotions and real stresses and there's real financial issues and there's real things and our yeah. kids mess up, you know, it's like our families aren't perfect. Our kids are going to blow it. Like, you know, just all that kind of stuff sometimes gets forget forgotten mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And I, I like that you said that, um, just, you know, just a couple of days was, uh, it was like, uh, you know, mental awareness, uh, um, day or something like that. Um, and, uh, a lot of, I think a lot of pastors deal with, with things silently because, um, you know, you, you're the pastor. What are you going to do? Go to your, your congregation and, and, and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this issue, you know? Um, and so it's always, it's always helpful for pastors to have pastors, you know, you know, have mentors and have leaders and have out outside sources, you know, that you can go to and just be, uh, just be totally transparent. But I think we should also just in general, welcome a culture of, you know, pastoral to congregational transparency, transparency, where pastors can go to their congregation and say, look, guys, you know, and, and maybe not everybody, maybe not on a Sunday morning, you're going to announce it to everybody, but there should be people on your team and in your congregation that you should be able to say, look, right now, my wife and I are kind of in a rough spot and I really need some prayer. You know, I might, I might need to, you know, uh, relieve myself of my, my pastoral duties for, I don't know, a month or two until I kind of get this worked out. Um, I, I think that that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be, uh, shamed. I think that should be welcomed from, from churches. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, one of the things I think was saddest this year so far is that I think we're finally kind of getting in place in culture and society where mental health was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit mm -hmm. and it's like, we forgot about mental health. Mm -hmm. And it was yeah. all, the only thing we thought about was COVID related. And we forgot just how important our mental health and our well being is. Yeah. And everything that we dealt with as pastors, I think kind of crept up a lot in people. Yeah. And we're trying to find ways and working out and all this different stuff. <laughs> but mental health is huge. You know, um, I think Greg Rochelle kind of said, he's like, I, I think everybody, every pastor should have uh, maybe not a therapist, but somebody to talk to and go to. And yeah, I mean, I absolutely believe us, you know, um, lead pastors need to be able to go to somebody, maybe mm -hmm. not like their youth pastor, um, yeah. but have somebody on their team or multiple people on their board, elder team, or in the area, somebody they can go to say, here's what I'm struggling with. Um, and yeah, hey guys, I need to take a couple of weeks. I need to leave for 10 days. I'm going to go to this marriage conference retreat. Um, I need to get away in the woods by myself. I need to do something because I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. um, what I, And however that looks, right? And so um, I think churches really should do probably a better job of maybe not just paying their pastor, but supporting their pastor in just normal life. Like, hey, we put on our pants two, one, one, one at a time, right? Mm -hmm. um, our, our kids are not perfect. Like, we're going to have struggles. 
Um, we're going to go through things. Um, and they need people to be able to be real with other than like their spouses outside their yeah. life. Like, and so it's, that's a huge deal. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad we covered that, that last topic there because that's really, really important. Um, I'll, I'll ask you one more more thing just before we go. Um, it, it maybe it's not really a question, but um, would there be anything that you know you you could leave with you know just for any pastors that might be listening? Uh, you know, this is a leadership podcast. We get a lot of you know ministry leaders and um, definitely uh, quite a, quite a bit of pastors. Uh, could you just maybe you know just encourage them uh, speaking to their life for the next you know, thirty seconds or so? Absolutely. And I'll just say this, we've been through so much this year. Um, don't give up. Um, there's been so many times in, in the last decade of ministry that I've looked back and I'll say, oh. in the moment, I wish I would have gave up or, mm -hmm. you know, you wanted to give up. And w for whatever reason, we didn't, right? Sometimes it's just simply, I have no other options. I need a paycheck. Mm -hmm. That's fine. <laughs> Gets you through the day. You know, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your team. Don't give up on the guy who put you in the place where he's put you. Um, that, if, yeah. And with any leaders, I mean, I've walked so many leaders through different things. It's like, don't give up. And mm. if we can just continue to press forward, um, and sometimes you're going to have to take a sabbatical. Sometimes it means not going to the office for a couple of days. Sometimes it means getting out by yourself. Um, do whatever you have to do to not give up. Mm -hmm. Um check your prayer life. Where does that look? How is that done? Don't do the same thing you've always done. That's insanity, right? Like <laughs> do the same thing you've always done expecting different results, you know? Yeah. So if you're a person that normally prays in the morning, pray at night. If you're in the normal, you know, who doesn't pray in the morning, pray in the morning. If, you know, if, if you needed to get up before all the kids get up for school, do that, you know, whatever that looks. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Uh, I can't admit, I can't count them many times. I didn't want to make a phone call, but I did. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to, okay. And one sentence can change everything for that day. And even if you got to make a phone call every day, man, do it. Yeah. Um, find somebody in your city, somebody that's older than you, somebody who's been doing it longer, who's been through it. You know, I, I just, I'll share. I just had a pastor who I served with a four years ago. I didn't expect a phone call. He just randomly called me. He's retired. Uh, and just, Hey, I've been praying for you, your kids. He knew all the ages, had them all written down totally out of the book, but it meant the world to me. And it was just like, wow, man, thank you. I mean, you're 84 years old. You could be doing anything with wow. your life. And yet you're praying for me and my family. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, um, continue just to build relationships, man. And just as pastors, um, don't yeah. feel, I, I think most pastors feel the same way you do. And we do is like, we want to reach out to one another. Sometimes yeah. we're just um, too afraid to do it. So if you are struggling, um, reach out. Yeah. Just reach out to anybody. I yeah. mean, um, so. yeah. And I mean, reach out to other pastors. Like, I mean, like you, like you just mentioned, I mean, um, I, you know, from, from, from this day forward, I think we, we've got a, we got a solid relationship here. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to start liking your, your posts and, and, Photos that you post and all that stuff, there you right? Go. <laughs> like, for, like for like. Um, <laughs> and but it's true, you know. It's like we're a small community, but we're really big at the same time. Sure. Even within our own kind of network in our own area, um, but yeah, we deal with things that everybody else just doesn't quite always see the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, just don't feel afraid, man. And I'll just say this, man. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for reaching out. This was a blast. Yeah. Um, who's ever listening, I hope they continue to get stuff out of it. I want to continue to listen. So thank yeah. you. Well, awesome. awesome. Pastor Gary, it was awesome talking to you, man. Thank you for taking uh, the time. It was a pleasure to, to get to meet you and uh, just, hear, just hear a little bit of, of your pastoral wisdom. If you're ever in Texas, hit me up. If you're in Houston, like, yeah. we'll, we'll get, get you, you to, to come preach a, a word and, and give me, a, give me a, 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 you know, Sunday morning off. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's oh, yeah. Right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like 85 degrees outside right now. Oh my gosh! Don't tell me that man. It's forty-five. And is it? And oh out. man! See, I, I I love the cold, um, but we don't get much of that here. Man, I'm, I'll I'm, take seasons, not the cold. Really? <laughs> Give me fall, but not winter. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right, well, um, Pastor Gary, thank you again, and uh, I'll I'll let you get out of here. But uh, um, God bless you, and uh, God bless you too. Yeah, yeah. take it easy. You have a great day. All right, you as well. Bye bye. Thanks. All right, that was my conversation with Pastor Gary Bozinski. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you did, again, for my birthday, uh, please leave a, a rating or review. That would really mean a lot to me. And tell a pastor this week that you appreciate them, uh, that you're praying for them. And um, I'm sure they would absolutely appreciate that uh, coming from you. So uh, until next time, guys, God bless you. We'll see you later.